Yo! Welcome to Simply Bitcoin. We are your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We cover the news, the culture, mematic warfare, and expose central bankers, governments, altcoins, all their all their incentives. Today, we have a very, very special show. We have Nick from Simple Mining, but I think he's backstage. He's trying to reconnect in a little bit. But also, we have the legendary Optimus Fields. How you doing, Opti? What's up, Nico? Uh, what's up, Nick? I think he just got back in. But yeah, man, I'm excited for this show. I, I know you got some spicy stuff for the numbers and for the news. And uh, man, you know me, I'm apolitical, but I think today's culture, we're going we're gonna to get a little into the politics. And also, it's really more so like where we are right now. And uh, it's just a continuation of that conversation we had in the spaces the other day. And I, I know you, <laughs> it got a little spicy. So uh, I think there's going to be a good one. I'm excited for this one. But uh, let's get into this, Nico. Hell yeah, let's get into it. But first, we have to say hi to Nick. Nick, how you doing? Nick? All right, this is Simply Bitcoin Live. We roll with the punches. <laughs> but yes, on, on news today, we are going to cover why it's either Bitcoin or slavery. You really really don't have a choice here. Uh, we're going to cover why that is in a little bit. But anyways, let's start the show. Number time. Brought to you by Noddle. They make some of the best Bitcoin nodes. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. Remember, guys, if you don't run your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. And if you're a digital nomad, you have no excuse because now you could run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit noddle.eu today. All right. At the time of recording. No. Before that, back it up a little bit. I'm going to announce the, the winner of the giveaway that we announced the other day. Oh, so we're let doing me it right now. You already we got are, it. Oh, we are announcing the winner. It's time, Opti. That's right. Oh, it's I thought time. it was tomorrow. I was telling everyone it's, it's tomorrow time. in the spaces, but <laughs> let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we could we could we could reannounce who the winner was tomorrow, but first, Nick, could you hear us? Wow, that's two guests this week with audio issues. Unfortunately, I'm gonna leave Nick in in the show. See if he if he uh, he chimes in a little bit. But first, this is commentpicker.com. So you guys know I'm not just picking some random person, right? Or just picking a favorite. And what you do is you put in the URL of the video, which we did yesterday. I'm gonna filter the duplicate users. Looking at you, lucky red fish, you entered into the contest like ten times. And this picks a random comment, right? So I'm gonna let ba Nick back in again. So let's check it out. Um, I have to do some math real quick, get YouTube comments. And now here is the raffle. Let's pick the random winner. Let's check it out. And the winner is, it only works if they put Bitbox. Bitcoin hey. Beacon 77, you're the winner of let's the Bitbox. Go. Hit us up on Twitter. And no, 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 J Jocko said, we'll give you, we'll give him your, your Twitter. So Beacon, if you're hearing this, give us your Twitter and we'll give your information to Jocko from Bitbox and they will ship it to you. 
Awesome. Thanks for that, Opti. All right, guys, let's get to the numbers, shall we? At the time of recording, the Bitcoin price is 20,365 sats per dollar, 4,910 block height, 725,295 reachable Bitcoin nodes, 15,071 blocks to the halvening, 87,705 having estimate April 22nd, 2024 total lightning network capacity, 4,626 Bitcoin capacity value it's at 94.2 million dollars realized monetary inflation taking the us dollar to school 1.78 percent market capitalization 300 opti i can hear you typing like a motherfucker <laughs> market capitalization 389 billion dollars opti i think your your mic you're using the wrong mic there we go there we go now it's nice and smooth um all right guys so the thing i want to talk about today was this clown world post by the bank of canada it says bank of canada takes to twitter to set record straight on on printing money claim unfortunately for them simply bitcoin's gonna fact check them like always we are gonna fact check the fact checkers that's right the bank of canada tries to rein in red hot inflation the central bank is engaging in another flight one against misinformation bullshit here's uh, he's already repeated claimed that the central bank printed money to finance federal spending and therefore caused inflation. And what they're referring to is Pierre Polivier, and he is the conservative leader running against Justin Trudeau in Canada. Mind you, Pierre is also a big fan of Bitcoin. Ah, a lot of coincidence here. And now this article is basically trying to debunk what Pierre is saying, and they're basically saying that inflation isn't caused by all the money printing, but we would like to make a counter argument. It says, there's always been this expression of the bank of bank printing money, uh, the bank printing money whenever they engage in these kinds of policies. But it's not actually what happens. We bought existing government bonds from banks on the open market. We did not print cash to pay for bonds. That is bullshit. That is called the Mandrake mechanism. If you don't know what that is, I recommend reading the, this book called The Creature from Jekyll Island. We're actually going to play you a clip from the author today because I think it's really fitting. But let's talk about what they're talking about, right? So what do they mean by we're just buying bonds from the open market and that justifies printing more money? This is the federal balance sheet. This is the Fed Reserve balance sheet. All central banking, all central banks work very similar. And the way that they justify printing money is that the is that they issue bonds and the federal bank the the Federal Reserve buys those bonds and when they buy those bonds they give a bunch of cash, right? I'm sorry if I didn't nail all the technical lingo, but that's how it works, right? And as you could see, right, this is from a federal website, right? Recent balance sheet trends, right? And look, Look how suspicious this is, right? February 2020, look at that. The Fed started buying a crazy amount of bonds. And you know what also happened around that time? Look at the money supply. Ah, coincidentally, also going up at the same time. And let's take a look at inflation. Also, coincidentally, going up roughly around the same time. It's almost as if all these items are linked. Right For audio listeners, I'm first looking at the balance sheet of the Federal Reserve. It goes parabolic in 2020. Now I'm looking at the M2 money supply, also goes parabolic in 2020. And I'm also looking at inflation. It's a little bit of a delay, but it starts to go parabolic around the end of 2020 to 2021. So this article was literally narrative control. 
it's propaganda and it's basically gaslighting you in this process where, hey, we're not just printing money. What we're doing is we're issuing bonds and because we're putting those bonds on our balance sheet, it's kosher to print money. But what they don't talk about is that whatever mechanism they try to justify all this new fictitious money that they printed, the end result is the same. Inflation. Crazy, crazy propaganda. We're here at the movie. Now, why could they get away with this stuff? And this is the author of the book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. And I think he puts it perfectly. He says that central banking in general acts like a banking cartel. And, it, and if you kind of look at this for a second, right? Bank of Canada takes a tweet to set records straight. So the, the cartel is basically saying, don't believe your own eyes. We will do the thinking for you. That is very like cartel behavior to me, if you ask me. But anyways, I'm going to shut up. Let's hear what the author from The Creature of Jekyll Island has to say on central banking. Let's check it out. For us to know today that the Federal Reserve System is nothing more or less than a banking cartel. And so when the chairman of the Federal Reserve steps before one of those congressional committees and he says, well, let me explain our monetary policy. Uh, we decided to raise interest rates uh, or we decided to lower interest rates or we decide whatever we decided to do. He always says it's because it's in the best interest of America. It's for you folks. We raised interest rates to cool down rampant inflation for you folks. Or we lowered interest rates to stimulate investment and production to uh, get the economy moving again for you folks. When in truth, a cartel has only one purpose for existence, and you folks have nothing to do with it. <laughs> a cartel is only there to enhance and promote the interests of the members of the cartel. So if um, and Mr. Bernanke, or formerly Greenspan, had said, well, we raised interest rates this week because we thought we could get away with it, nobody would mind. Uh, that wouldn't go over too well because that's not in the interest of you folks. But once you understand that basic nature of the Fed, that it is a banking cartel, then so much, if not everything that's happening in recent times and in the immediate future, suddenly makes sense. And he absolutely nailed it there. That makes perfect sense, right? Like, think about the gaslighting. Think about the redefinition. Think about the fact that they didn't admit to inflation. They were blaming everything like inflation. You were just standing there like a bystander saying, oh, yeah, well, look at what Powell has to say. Think about it. The whole American economy is, resol is revolved around whether this guy does one thing or does the other. That sure sounds like a cartel to me. And think about how hostile they've been to alternatives like Bitcoin. That sure sounds like a cartel to me. We must end the Fed. What we were sold was bullshit. It is not a coincidence that the most violent uh, century in human history was the century of central banking. It is also not a coincidence that all the crazy market crashes that have happened in American history, whether that's the 1929 stock market crash that led us into the Great Depression, whether that's the 1980s crash, whether this is 2000, that 2008, that all happened under central banking. And they don't 
bail out the average Joe. They bail out the, themselves, the government, the politicians, and they bail out the extremely wealthy that have the means to save in assets. Therefore, they benefit from asset inflation. Everybody else, whether you're the lower end or the middle end, the lower end of the economic scale or the middle end of the economic scale, you don't have the means like the wealthy to save in assets. So you're constantly working for more money. You're constantly trying to work harder and harder and harder. And what we're trying to show you here on Simply Bitcoin is that it's not your fault. The money is stealing from you. Central banking, you could say it's safe to say at this point that it has failed. It funds endless wars. It funds endless government spending. And you get caught holding the bag. They're rug pulling you every single day and that is cartel-like behavior anyways opti what are your thoughts brother well <clears throat> first off i just love that they have to acknowledge this in a tweet and uh, it just reminds me of that i think it was bitstein who who started the meme it's like it's our meme world and everyone else is just living in it and this just goes into the idea of like bitcoin has forced these you know central bankers these these authoritarians these cartel members hand and they have to talk about bitcoin like point of views like talking points they have to try to counter them and the fact that they're doing that just shows to me that you know we are winning first and foremost and then second is that more people are waking up to the shenanigans like we say it all the time you can't stop the signal and this is just proof that more people are talking about this stuff than ever before. And so they have to try to counter this narrative and again, try to gaslight you and tell you that, oh, your eyes and ears aren't seeing and hearing what is actually happening. But, you know, there's still people out there that that are not awake to the game and what's happening. But furthermore, like imagine caring about what a, a small group of men do to their monetary policy. Like imagine caring what central bankers are doing to their, call, their, their money supply. And it's like, it couldn't be me, can't relate. I'm a Bitcoiner. This is why I've opted out. This is why I stack Bitcoin. This is why I show up and tell people that Bitcoin is the way because this is absolutely insane. Like the fact that they can print money for perpetual wars, they can print money for any and everything that they think is worthy of their their time. It's just like, it's absolutely insane. And, and this is why Bitcoin was created so that this doesn't happen anymore. So again, can't stop the signal. It is our meme world and everyone is just living in it. So continue to meme, continue to shit post, continue to spread the signal because the more we do this, the louder we are, the more that the jig is exposed for what it is. Boom. And the, they can't do the shenanigans anymore. Like the world is waking up. Preach. St. Opti is preaching. Nick, what are your thoughts on this? Are you there? All right. Well, hopefully you guys can hear me. Let's go. Okay. You know, doing a lot of troubleshooting on my end. So um, we should be good to go now. Um, you guys can hear me loud and clear. We're, we're good for sure. Yes, sir. We're live. What are your thoughts on the gaslighting from the central bankers, Nick? Yeah, I, I did miss a, probably most of that because I've been trying to troubleshoot this and, and get some good Wi-Fi. Um, so if you want to give me a 10-second 10 second, 10 second recap... <laughs> I'm happy All to, good, Nick. We will we will include you in the next section. We got to get the show going. Let's get to the news. Let's get to the actual meat, everybody. Let's check it out. Daily news. 
brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make some of the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch from node cases to key rings to the vents on the back of your ASIC for air management. And of course, the famous 3D printed Bitcoin grenade toy, which comes in any custom color your heart desires. You want it in gold, they make it in gold. And you can take advantage of the promo code down below to get 5% off CryptoCloaks.com. All right, guys. So we covered this in the beginning of the week, right? This was the announcement by Ross Stevens, and he was basically announcing a lightning accelerator project, which helped, it potentially is going to help entrepreneurs start lightning companies, right? And he was going to facilitate that by seed money, by experience, resources, all of that good stuff. And I want to read you a quote at the very end. It says, we're coming for you, Fiat. Let's work tirelessly to make finance decentralized. Let's work tirelessly to make money decentralized. And the release of this article was August 26, 2022. Well, again, very suspiciously, August 29th, 2022, the Federal Reserve announced that the FedNow real-time payment set for mid-2023. Ah, very interesting how that works, right? Anyways, um, it goes on to say the Federal Reserve has tightened the window for tightened the window. Ah, interesting, interesting. Announcements like this come up, and now they're tightening the window. And you have to understand, right? What's happening here? It's just a separation of money and state. It's what we were talking about in the very beginning. Now, governments, bureaucracy, central banks have competition, and they're not used to that competition. In fact, they're used to stifling that um, that 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 uh, competition by having a monopoly on violence. And now all of a sudden, hey, we got to stay relevant and we got to stay relevant with our central bank digital currencies, right? And the Fed now is the initial move. And here it says it initially announced in August 2020 by then federal uh, by Fed governor. The Fed now platform is seen as a stepping stone to an eventual central bank digital currency, right? So we have a competition between two worlds. An inclusive monetary network that's censorship resistant, that no one owns, no one controls. The monetary policy is set in stone. And the other alternative is a dystopian 1984 fucking nightmare, which are central bank digital currencies that's going to enable governments to control you in ways that you couldn't even imagine. And if you still don't believe me, that's where things are heading. Check out this post by the World Economic Forum. By the way, we absolutely destroyed them on the narrative battleground of the internet. This was a post by them. It says, what are central bank digital currencies? And take a look. Of course, they disabled the comments because they can't have truth. They can't, they can't advocate for their ideas. They can't do it. So they shut down the comments. They try to censor. But unfortunately for them, Twitter still allows quote tweets. 320 to 58 likes. Talk about a freaking ratio. And you, if you still haven't quote tweeted this and called them out on their bullshit, I suggest you do that. At the end of the day, we're an activist audience. Anyways, check this out. What are central bank digital currencies? Let's check out what these crazy motherfuckers have to say. Remember, these are the same people that tell you they want you to own nothing and be happy. These are the same people. They say central bank and the gaslighting here, central bank money is a risk-free form of money that is guaranteed by the state. Remember, this is the same risk-free form of money that they told you inflation wasn't real. 
They gaslight you. They don't even take responsibility for it. They don't even admit that money printing is the cause of that inflation in the first place. They literally have the nerve to tell you, nah, your eyes are deceiving you. Only we know what's up. And they're telling you a risk-free form of money. Even Bitcoiners don't say that. Bitcoiners say there's trade-offs. Anyways, it says the, the Bank of England explains that central bank digital currencies, because they're pegged to a country's national currency, don't have the volatility of privately issued currencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, or XRP. Maybe they're right about Ethereum and XRP. But with Bitcoin, I could tell you this, right? Perhaps short-term volatility, but at least the short-term volatility is up and to the right forever. And the volatility of fiat that isn't so low nowadays anyways because it's really you know in the united states they tell you it's around eight to nine percent we all know it's 15 if you include energy and food so is, is that the low volatility that they're talking about at least with bitcoin yeah maybe the volatility is low is high in the short term but i know that my purchasing power will continue to increase till the end of time America's central bank, the Federal Reserve, say that it, if it introduced a CBDC, it would be the safest digital asset available to the general public. Safe to who? Safe to them. Safe to the government. Safe to the central bank. But safe to the people. Do you remember what they did to the protesters in Canada? What did they do? They froze their accounts. So is that what you're talking about? Safe? Maybe it's safe to the World Economic Forum. And if you want to know why they disabled the comments, this is why. This is why. And the way that you arm yourself against this is taking Bitcoin into self-custody and being knowledgeable on the matter. This is what your enemy is doing. They're showing it to you. Anyways, moving on. This was, again, they say safest, right? This is what your government is thinking of people that have a different ideology than the majority. You could say and the reason I wanted to cover this, put the politics aside, is because Bitcoiners have a different way of thinking than the majority. So how long until we are labeled extremists because you want to take self-custody of your Bitcoin on an unhosted wallet, to use their terms? How long until that happens? It's absolutely terrifying. And they're gaslighting you and telling you, hey, if you don't take self-custody, if, if you if your if your thoughts aren't with the majority, you're an extremist. Holy cow! Anyways, let's check out what the press secretary has to say. Again, we see majority of Americans who disagree, and so when you are not with where majority of Americans are, then you know that is extreme. That is an extreme way of thinking. Remember, guys, Bitcoin ain't democratic. Okay. Majorities don't matter here. It's all about the individual. If you want the whole consensus bullshit, you should take a look at Ethereum. Anyways, check this out. New York City, California pensions ask credit card firms to help track suspicious gun buys. MasterCard and American Express asking their boards to explain their views on whether to add a new merchant co category code for firearm stores. A MasterCard representative said it is reviewing the issue and that it aims to support all legal purchases while protecting the privacy and decisions of individual cardholders. So why does the government want to know? And by the way, it's not only pensions. Now it's come out that it's Elizabeth Warren as well. Why do these people want to know what you are doing with your money and not doing with your money? 
Why? Anyways, check this out. And of course, the, all these articles are recent, which is why I'm covering them. This came out today as well. Thousands of XL customers locked out of thermostats during energy emergency. Remember that MasterCard that we covered on earlier on the show? Hey, you can't spend money for gas because it's a climate emergency. It's an energy emergency. Well, if you use a central bank digital currency, it's as easy as flipping a switch for them. But with Bitcoin, yeah, they could say whatever. They can't do that. Anyways, this gets even crazier. Check this out. During the dog days of summer, it's important to keep your home cool. But when thousands of XL customers in Colorado tried to adjust their thermostats Tuesday, they learned they had no control over the temperature in their homes. That's when he saw a message on the thermostat stating the temperature was locked due to an energy emergency. On social media, dozens of Excel customers complained of similar experiences, some reporting home temperatures as high as 88 degrees. But remember, you can't cool your home even though you paid for that air because it's an energy emergency. And then tie this in with the terrible energy policy and then tie this in with in states like New York. In states like California, you can't buy certain computer hardware because it uses too much energy. If you control the food supply, if you control the energy, you control the people. And especially if you control the money, which is what they want to do with central bank digital currencies, they will control every aspect of your life and they will get to dictate what you can and what you cannot do at a flick of a switch. Bitcoin is your only alternative to this. Ethereum provides a false sense of sovereignty, so do stablecoins, because of their centralized architecture, they will be co-opted over time. We saw a little bit of that, right, with the Ethereum community freaking out because of the whole tornado, a tornado cash thing. Only Bitcoin, because it's decentralized in nature, could provide true financial sovereignty and freedom. And it empowers the individual to not only vote with his wallet, but also with his feet. There is no person getting to dictate, hey, you, Nico, for example, you can't buy certain goods. You can't buy this. You can't buy a certain computer because we at the government are dictating that those things are bad for you. And now here's the thing, right? How often does that get abused? Look at what happened in China. In China, when a lot of people got locked out of their bank accounts, there was a bank run. Guess what the Chinese government did? They used their system to lock people out of their bank accounts based on the protests that they're having. This already happened in, in, in China. This is, sorry, this already happened in Canada. If you think that this isn't coming here, you're living under a bridge. This is Bitcoin or slavery. And as time goes by, that line is going to get less and less obfuscated and it will be more and more defined. And you as an individual, you're going to have to pick and choose whether you want slight inconvenient freedom. And when I mean inconvenient, you have to take self-custody. You have to do TX management. You should be running your own node. Or do you want the convenient slave central bank digital currency cuck money that it's going to be as easy as downloading an app but holy crap do you really want to deal with those strings hey you can't drive a certain path because hey it's an energy emergency it's a climate emergency that's where we're going wake up anyways opti what are your thoughts well, first off, that WEF ratio, world economic ratio on Twitter is just absolutely beautiful. Again, it is our meme world and everyone is just living in it. 
And and Nico created like the best meme that I've heard in a while. It's like we are out memeing them and out truthing legacy media. And again, it's just absolutely beautiful to see. Bitcoin has forced these narratives. They wouldn't be talking about this stuff if it wasn't for Bitcoiners, if it wasn't for freedom-minded individuals like you. And I really like a, a quote that Oren put in the chat, and he said, CBDC just stands for Central Banking Digital Cartel. It's like we, <laughs> we know that the dollar is already digital, and this is just their way to you know, try to control you even further, but always with your protection in mind. And it's, it just further proved to me that they're the powers that be are absolutely scared. And, and my question is just like, how dystopian will this get before everyone just has enough and, and just, you know, stops giving these people the quote unquote authority that, that they seemingly have. And it's like, everything they're doing is about control because I know that they have lost the control. This is why they are overstepping their boundaries. This is why they're doing all this crazy stuff is because the masses out there are waking up. They, they can't control the narrative any longer. And so they're just going to continue to gaslight us. And everything is about control and power. And it's just, it's absolutely insane that the sci-fi movies of the past are now documentaries about the future. Like mm -hmm. how dystopian will we get? I hope people wake up to this sooner than later because we know where the end of this stuff ends. You know, it's with people in gulags getting murdered. Like this shit's insane. Absolutely insane. Absolutely, dude. Totalitarianism is totalitarianism. It, 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 once you start censoring, once you start trying to control people, if you look at history, it always ends the same way. Anyways, uh, Nick, what are your thoughts on this, brother? Yeah, I think, you know, I think people really do need a wake up call. And I think you had just mentioned the, the instance in Colorado, um, you know, and I think that really was a wake up call for a lot of people or, or a select group of people, I should say. Um, you kind of look at Europe and some things going on over there um, with energy prices. And, you know, I think a lot of uh, Nico, I didn't get to ask where you're from. I think you're from Florida, right? But, um, you know, I'm personally from New York and, you know, I'm seeing a lot of different things here. Um, you know, as some different legislation comes through. But I think a lot of people in the U.S. specifically think that um, things overseas can't happen here. And I think you're starting to see those things starting to happen here. Um, and I, I think people really just need a wake-up call. And, and kind of to a couple points you made earlier um, that I wrote down about um, volatility in Bitcoin alone, right? And, and you made a great point. Bitcoin's volatile to the upside, right? Um, nobody talks about that. It's volatile, you know. But how is it volatile? You know, we don't talk about the volatility in the dollar ever all fiat currencies over the course of history um go to zero i mean they, they have no intrinsic value they they eventually lose all their value um and they eventually yeah. all fail um and i think the bottom line is if cbdc's right like uh, you know if you have conversation on the street with anybody you know i walk into a, a bar full of 100 people and ask them what bitcoin is they've heard of it uh, but probably one or two out of 100 actually understand it um, nobody even knows what a central bank digital currency is, um, which is scary because if a central bank digital currency is successful and let's, let's just play out the, um, you know, let's play it out and, and say that Bitcoin fails, that would be the worst thing for, for humankind and for, you know, being American, that'd be the worst thing for us because you have zero control of anything you can do in your life. You, you go to the grocery store. Um, you know, you can't buy this bottle of milk or you can't do this. They have complete control over everything you can and can't buy. Um, and you had mentioned control the energy, control the people. But 
um, they really work hand in hand. I think Bitcoin needs to be successful. It's it's not a oh you know hopefully it's successful. It needs to be successful uh, because this is the route that we are taking as um, you know really as a society, um, whether we like it or not, or whether we want it or not. Um, and Bitcoin really is like you know you see Bitcoin is a life raft, but it, it truly is. Um, and if it's not successful, we're going to see a lot a lot of problems um, you know continuing to come over to the United States and, and globally. 100% dude. And I, I just saw this com this comment about Justin that Justin, it's about maximizing utilization of infrastructure. And he's referring to the article. No, dude, no. Instead of trying to implement technology to try to control people so they use less energy, instead of doing that, what energy policymakers should be doing, and Europe is learning their lesson real hard right now, is actually investing in reliable forms of energy rather than selling the public on the Greta Thunberg religion that renewable energies at this moment in time have the capacity to replace fossil fuels. No, no, dude. Don't, don't fall for the framing. Anyways, moving on. I want to talk about simple mining. This is uh, why we brought Nick on today. This is awesome, dude. So I'm just going to read this tweet. It says, officially have a thousand Bitcoin miners hashing at our site. Those look like S19s. Thank you to everybody that believed in us. You are in good hands. So why don't you tell a little bit about your story? Is this a hosting? What are you, are you hosting? What's going on here? Yeah, cool, man. So, um, Adam Haynes is actually um, the individual who runs our company. Um, awesome, awesome dude. He couldn't be here today. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm happy to kind of talk about how I got involved with the company and kind of uh, what we offer. Um, I actually, you know, I'll kind of go down the rabbit hole of what took me to Bitcoin. I play, I play baseball professionally. Um, and when I got home from my season last year, uh, you know, I needed to, to find some part-time work or, or try to figure out something to do with my money. And um, I was a shit coiner. Uh, so don't kick me off the show, but I think that's how everyone, every, most people yeah. start off as shit coiners. There's nothing yeah. to be ashamed of. No, yeah, no, I'm not ashamed because, you know, it led me here. But, um, you know, I think the ultimate goal was always to buy Bitcoin. Um, but I didn't understand why. I thought it was just Bitcoin was the blue chip. You know, eventually I'm going to buy Bitcoin when I have more money, you know, but let me try to make my money now. And, and you know, Shiba and Dogecoin and some different things, you know, you end up losing all your money. But anyway, um, my brother actually came to me about some, you know, Bitcoin mining idea. And we started going down the rabbit hole of that for a few months. And um, I stumbled across simple mining. Um, you know, at the time, Adam had about 100 machines hosted for clients. Um, you know, I took a chance on the company. I actually was a client first. And, um, you know, I was really eager to just just get my foot in the door. I really liked the idea of dollar cost averaging through mining, um, you know, and some other things as well. But I um, ended up taking a position with the company. Um, so I, I run the sales for us. And um, yeah, really all we are, it's really not curing cancer. It's a really simple business. We just, we sell machines, we host them, we repair them. We have Bitmain certified techs on site. Um, Adam's background is in cell phone repair, which is really nice uh, for this industry from the repair side of things. So, you know, we have techs on site that have been working on these machines for a long time. Um, How big is your guys' operation? We currently, so we're based in Cedar Falls, Iowa. We're actually right on the local utility company's power plant, which is nice uh, from a security standpoint. But um, that site alone is 10 megawatts. Um, we obviously are still building out the infrastructure to get us to 10 megawatts. Um, you know, but we are working on additional sites. We will have some more information on that soon. Um, we really like Iowa for, for a couple different reasons that you know, I'm happy to get into, but um, the current site right now, we have you saw a thousand machines hosted. So we have more capacity coming online, um, you know, really every couple of weeks as we have new containers coming down to the site. 
transformers and you know i'm sure you're familiar with different supply chain issues that a lot of different companies have experienced but um, so that's kind of where we're at currently awesome and if people wanted to host with you where could they find out more information yeah um you can head over to our twitter or we have a website simplemining.io um, really just book a call with us um, we do allow clients to come visit the site or prospective clients if you want to if anybody's local or wants to fly into iowa we're more, more than happy to show you around uh, show you the site uh, you know or set up set up a zoom call or you know or just email us I mean, we're, we're pretty easy to get in touch with so definitely uh you know try to be a little more customer support friendly um, being a smaller operation so awesome very very cool all right opti Except for the culture. Daily culture. Brought to you by swanbitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. Swan incentivizes self-custody and they also incentivize dollar cost averaging. Spread out that risk. Visit swanbitcoin.com today. All right, before we get to the culture, I want to give a shout out to Pacific Bitcoin. It's going to be the largest Bitcoin conference, November 10th through the 11th in Los Angeles, California. Definitely want to check it out. Speaker list includes Corey Clipson, Lynn Alden, Jeff Booth, Dylan LeClaire, Pierre Richard, Eric Casson, Mark Moss, Alex Gladstein, Parker Lewis, Dr. Jeff Ross. That's right. Nico's there as well. You can take advantage of the promo code simply to get a discount to your tickets to Pacific Bitcoin Opti's going as well. It's going to be a great time. All right, guys. Well, <clears throat> you know me. I am probably as apolitical as it gets, but we had a great, great conversation in our spaces the other day on basically like where we are in, in our current trajectory as a nation and whether we should let states like California or New York just completely go full commie and just let the pain of people putting their hand on the stove. Full, full collectivist. Oh, I'm full sorry. I'm sorry. Full collectivist. <laughs> Apologies, Nico. And so I, I, I was going to just cover like some, some tweets and some ideas of where I think we are and, and better yet, what I think you guys should be doing out there. And then we got this, this speech by Joe Biden last night, and it was just absolutely insane. And, and the, you know me, I, I'm the in-house propagandist, uh, and I, I endorse this messaging. But the gaslighting by POTUS, the gaslighting by, uh, I forget what the Speaker of the House or the, the lady that we had in the, in the news numbers area, um, it just, it's absolutely mind-blowing to me that we are this far down the rabbit hole where... The government is just is just a straight gaslighting and projecting what they are doing and telling you that that is what the enemy is doing. And furthermore, saying that half of the nation are essentially terrorists. So I'm just going to get into this tweet. And, and of course, guys, again, I am probably as apolitical as it comes. I have the view that uh, Republican Democrat Democrats, it's two wings of the same bird. But. This tweet right here by Ted Cruz, I think very much uh, wraps everything up in, in this show, in this speech last night. Tonight, Joe Biden vilified millions of Americans in a divisive and angry speech that was detached from the reality of his political failures. He isn't actually interested in restoring the soul of the nation. He's only interested in pitting his fellow Americans against one another. And I mean, guys, like, did you see the, the memes going around like this messaging right here, it, it it's so fascist. It's absolutely insane that this is this is what they think is the messaging that America needs. And furthermore, 
and I just I just want to add a caveat, right? Is that like the it, the it, what they do is fascinating because whether the Democrats are in power or whether the Republicans are in power, if one party's in power, then the other party's like, hey, if you get us into power, you know, we're gonna fix everything. And then when the Democrats are in power, the Republicans are like, we're gonna fix everything. But it like the message is still the same. Look, the reality is that they're distracting you from who's really stealing from you, who's really calling the calling the hardships. And the hardships are sent it's it's central banking, it's fiat money. You fix the money, you fix these problems. You separate the money from state. Because it, it it's and they're going to such an extent that they would rather and I think that that's why this speech was so troubling last night is that they would rather blame whole swaths of the population rather than take responsibility for the result of crazy money printing and the the exactly. economic hardship that that causes, right? It's absolutely ridiculous. And whether it's a Republican or Democrat in, in, in power, it's the same issue. Every time they print money, it is directly stealing from your pocket if you're holding that fiat, if, if, if you're holding that country's fiat. Beautiful, Nico. Beautiful. Uh, I'm glad you did that caveat because I wasn't really going to talk about what he's talking about in the speech. It's more so on the idea of how far are we down the rabbit hole of a nation's collapse. And I found this thread and this guy, uh, Rest Stop Jush. I don't know how to say his name. Sorry, Opti can't speak. Uh, but it's, it, it, I think it really lays out. Uh, a good framework for us to think about. And he goes, my time in the third world has totally disillusioned me to the idea of collapse simply because there's a lot of room between a functional government and collapse, which almost never actually happened. So I'm not going to cover the whole thread, but I'll cover some of the framework and then add the Bitcoin spin on it towards the end. So there are four types of state, functional, semi-functional, semi-dysfunctional and dysfunctional slash failed. The functional state works great, everything runs smoothly, has its problems, but things get done, and it's hard to encounter a failing system or institution. A semi-functional state, the problems are deeper, some systems don't work as well, or are rife with fraud and corruption, or start to break, but largely the impact on the public is limited. And the next one is a semi-dysfunctional state, the problems become rot and more fail, but enough of the government works for it to limp along. People accept what works and what doesn't and navigate the broken parts the state is a governance is terminal but is the easiest to sustain only then can a state begin to collapse entering dysfunctional slash failed territory if the decline is not arrested and if you were in our spaces the other day this was the crux of our argument whether we have gone so far down the rabbit hole of the collective path that we are a dysfunctional state or whether we were in this semi-functional state and nico and our friend andres they're both from venezuela they've both seen this happen to a country to a nation and they were arguing that guys there's still hope for us yet and then we had some friends that were arguing like let's just let's just put gas on that fire and let them put their hand on the stove and realize how bad their policies work but as you can see here, it says a truly failed state that can be overthrown and replaced is as hard to achieve as a truly functional state. Most states hover between semi-functional and semi-dysfunctional in a state of limbo. America is more semi-functional than functional at this point, but it is not semi-dysfunctional like the third world, or even close to dysfunctional slash failed. The amount of ruin that has to materialize for that to occur is far beyond what most people can understand. And this is where we were talking in our spaces, where when you cheer on decline, you're not looking at months or 
years until collapse. You're looking at decades, and that's if America doesn't get permanently stuck in a horrible, semi-dysfunctional purgatory like the rest of the third world. And as you can see, I, I covered it twice. Uh, many of America's problems are political. There are certain interested groups preventing fixes from occurring as the brokenness benefits them. This is completely different from a fundamental broken system that can't fix itself, even if it tried like many third world countries. And this is what we were talking about, guys. Me, Nico, and our friend Andres were, were taking the stance that we haven't gotten this far down, that we aren't necessarily at a fully dysfunctional state because there's still hope for Americans to to claw this back if people stand up for what we know to be right and look guys I literally left California and I, I was saying in the spaces like yo I thought of myself as like the last of the Mohicans like I'm gonna fight for this till the very end and then one of my friends was like yo move out to Texas and and be my roommate and I was like all right cool bet like <laughs> let's make it happen but the question that we have to ask ourselves is is ask yourself this collapse you desire would wipe out everything your ancestors spent centuries building but your enemies only spent decades hurting would you tear down everything they built just for the thinnest chance of retaliation and this is what i'd like to ask our friends man it's like would you rather work a little harder to save what's been built instead of sacrificing everything for a fever dream don't act like you've tried to salvage what was built and I fundamentally agree with this. This is why I come out and I tell you guys all the time to stay positive in the face of all this crazy, crazy shit we're seeing. We are in peak clown world, as I continue to say, and it's only seeming to get worse. But I really love how Beauty On puts this in a thread, and I put it in the description. We're on the cusp of something very big with the ability to transform the way millions of people get things done. In order for this to happen and the promise to be fulfilled, a stepwise increase is absolute requirement. It's moving from propellers to jet engines. And this is why I think it is so important for us to spread the sound money gospel. Because what's this, what's the saying? You know, only when it's dark or it gets the darkest before the dawn. And I think this is where we at. Like we have the president out there telling us essentially that half the nation are terrorists. That if you if you do not agree with what the average American thinks, that you're an extremist and you're a terrorist. Whatever happened to freedom of thought, whatever happened to freedom association in America, we have gone so far down the fascist rabbit hole that now you are an enemy of the state if you do not believe and and bite and and just digest what the party line is remember and how long and, and and look and if that's not defended if that's not called out how long until they say exactly. you are you are an economic terrorist because you are deciding to memorize 12 words and put them in your head if exactly. you are not putting your bitcoin on a hosted wallet because that's where this is going exactly. dude like how long until that happens the majority of people keep their bitcoin on a hosted wallet now you're an extremist because you're not keeping your bitcoin on a hosted wallet like like dude it, it, it's like if you don't call this stuff out it's going to affect you it just happens to be that in this moment in history the totalitarianism is coming from a certain it, certain side right in previous you know, if you look back at history, it comes from both political sides. The point that I'm trying to make, though, is you you fundamentally fix this November, the election, fine. But that doesn't fix anything. The, the most powerful vote that you can have, it's not voting at, at a ballot box. It is taking Bitcoin into self-custody. That is the vote that actually counts. And if exactly. enough people do that, there's nothing they 
can do about it. Exactly. Just like that. And and this is where where I was going to end up is because, at, look, you guys saw this tweet on Twitter. Nico said, the only vote that will make a difference is taking Bitcoin into self-custody. And I just added my two stats on it. Bitcoin allows you to vote in the only two ways that matter, your pocketbook and your feet. And this is, if, if you guys watched this speech last night, there was there was so much gaslighting there was so much projection on on the side of of joe biden that it was absolutely insane and me and nico had a little slight conversation before it's like how could people see this and and not understand how crazy we have gone down and i see i see a, a comment by z logic in the chat about the roman empire and i got one in here and it says so cute this hotel d's nuts he gets so cute all these fall of rome analogies by ancient rome experts lol do they not realize even the republic had multiple scares and then my friend ghost rander goes people forget that this didn't start in 2020 the system broke in 2008 and went full commie with bailouts they have been burning the cracks for years and they will print more Again, guys, America, we are in an absolute precipice right here. And I'm adding more beauty on tweets because I fundamentally believe that we are in such an important moment right now as Americans that it's upon us to be even more American and more patriotic and being and doubling down on freedom money because this is the only way that we're going to escape this guys is by continuing to fight and build products that route around this stuff like Bitcoin itself was started by someone who saw a problem and rather than saying what the fuck they sat down and wrote a solution that is why you have Bitcoin and everything built on it armchair critics nitpickers and the like don't help anyone when they spread FUD again guys Bitcoin has allowed me personally in my own life to pick up my life and go because the only two votes that matter is with your pocketbook and your feet and Bitcoin allows this for everyone. So back to the spaces idea. How far down the rabbit hole are we? Should we let states like California and New York just crumble under the weight of its own stupidity or is there still hope? I fundamentally believe that there is still hope for these places, but it's upon people to be loud. It's upon people to spread the signal and tell them what we know to be true. There are problems in the world and Bitcoin is the solution for this. So while the POTUS, while the president may consider you guys financial terrorists, may consider you guys an actual terrorist right now because you don't have the right think because you're wrong thinking, it's like, we have gone so dystopian, it's almost unfathomable, guys. Like, it's, it's, it's gotten to a point where I was sitting here with my roommates, and we were, we were talking about this, this speech, and, it, and we literally had a moment where, like, it's almost impossible to believe that we've gone this far down the rabbit hole and that this is where we are. Like, remember when 1984 was just a sci-fi movie and it wasn't a documentary? Remember when Soylent Green wasn't a, an actual possibility for your future? Like, we have gone so freaking far down clown world that it's absolutely insane. But the silver lining is there's people out there like yourselves that understand there is a way and freedom is that way. Do not fall for these narratives. Legacy media is losing because if you follow the news like we do, they have to talk about Bitcoin narratives. They have to try to get in front of this. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, the point of view of freedom minded individuals and they have to blanket statement us as all criminals. It's absolutely insane that that the president is out here telling us that half of the freaking nation are terrorists. Like, say what you want about the election, say what you want about Democratic and Republicans. It's just like, guys, I still fundamentally believe that America is the nation of freedom. 
So what does that mean? That we can talk our shit and we can say, look, I don't agree with what you are saying and I have a fucking right to speak up about it. And if they take away this right, it is insane and so psychotic that it is upon us to be even more angry and even more loud about what is going on. Remember where we are, guys. We haven't gone down full semi-dysfunctional route like we are still a nation that is semi-functional. We still have roads that work. We still have institutions that work that have some semblance of legitimacy, but it does fall on us to take back our lives because you cannot trust these people anymore. They have gone so far down the rabbit hole that they're going to continue to gaslight you. They're going to continue to project their, their woes onto you and tell you that you are the one that doesn't understand what is going on when in fact, they're the ones that are fucking this shit up for everyone. Stay loud. Continue to tell people that Bitcoin is the solution. Continue to be freedom-minded individuals. Continue to be proud and loud about it. Because if you stand by and let this shit happen, it is on upon you. It is your fault just as much as everyone else. What's the saying? You know, the only thing that evil needs to prevail is for good men to stay silent. It is no longer the time to stay silent. I don't know about you, but I am heated and I am kind of sick right now, but I'm more freaking hyped up now than ever. It's like, I know that me and Nico, what we do here every single day is, is more important than ever. We're going to continue to counter these narratives because this stuff is absolute bullshit. The legacy media is lying to you. They're projecting so much on you that it, it's absolutely insane. It's so detached from reality that we need alternative media. We need people to continue to spread the truth and they can do whatever they, they want to to try to stop the truth from getting to the surface. But the truth wants to be free and we will succeed because we have freedom money and we have the tools to fix this shit. So boom, stay loud, spread the sound money gospel. Bitcoin is the way, fix the money, fix the world. Bitcoin is hope. Nico, Absolutely. I know you got to go, but jump in, bro. No, it's all good. We we still got time. Um, so, yeah, man, look, it, at the end of the day, guys, don't get trapped in the old fiat politics. It's not about left or right. It's not about Republican or Democrat. This is about statism and individualism. This is about collectivism and individualism. We are freedom maxis on Simply Bitcoin because Bitcoin is about freedom. It's about empowering the individual, right? So this is all it's all about. So we're always going to call out totalitarianism always and this is extremely extremely troubling regardless of you know whether you agree with these people who disagree that's irrelevant what matters here is the instead of taking responsibility for the consequences of printing a ton of money on the republican or the democratic side they would rather blame half of the country and that needs to end because the, the reality is, rather than the infighting, rather than fighting the person on the left, rather than fighting on, on the person on the right, you have to understand what the enemy is. The enemy is central banking. It's a cartel. And the enemy is money printing. And every time they print money, they are stealing from you, whether it's a Republican in office or a Democrat in office. And that's what this is about. This is about calling out the gaslighting. This is about calling out the lies. And this is about being on the side of freedom because that's how we win. That's how Bitcoin wins. Individualism, freedom, freedom type of freedom type of policies, freedom type of thinking. That's how you win this. And you overcome them with overcoming them with the truth and overcoming them with 
hope and and hope and I don't know how else to say this. Hope. It's really hope. It's really as simple as that. Optimism. Optimism and hope. That's what remember NVK's handle, deterministic optimism. That's what this is about. And their side, it sells nihilism and despair and enemy. And in reality, <laughs> they're the ones that caused the problem in the first place. Anyways, all right, guys, let's get to the meme review. Let's check it out. Daily meme review. Brought to you by Bitbox 2 Bitcoin only edition, a hardware wallet by Shift Crypto, crypto like cryptography. It's secure, it's open source, and it's so easy your mom can set it up. Self custody is the revolution, and the Bitbox makes it simple. Do not leave your Bitcoin on an exchange. Order a Bitbox today. I also want to give a shout out to Citadel 21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. It's stories, articles, comics by actual Bitcoiners. Visit Citadel 21 today to get your own copy. Let's go. All right. Well, guys, again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to continue to dunk on the POTUS right now because the parallels between reality and dystopian sci-fi films is just it's way it's way too close for my for my taste and and for my liking anyways shouts out to my buddy skeef at skeef underscore 25 and he goes the wachesky brothers make the best documentaries and look at just the connection we got joe biden up top and i forget what his name is in v for vendetta but man the parallels were absolutely insane and the next one proof of clown world we got <laughs> uh i forget what this guy name is from star wars like emperor or something and guys i don't know about you but the parallels between dystopian leaders and what i saw <laughs> last night is so insane i can't believe that this is that they could even think that this was the right messaging it it, it was so fascist and so absolutely nuts I, I it's hard for me to believe that this is real life but here we are and I really like this tweet this meme is from Rothmus but I really like what Seth Zero added on top and he says we're pretty much there and he goes and the meme by Rothmus goes we are fast approaching the stage where the government is free to do anything it pleases while citizens mm -hmm. may act only by permission and it's an iron dude quote. and it's crazy it's crazy because what they do in order to take away your freedoms is they blame the other political side and then they use that as a justification for taking more uh, more of your liberties it's like and look look at what happened with the Patriot by the way introduced by a Republican what was the justification for that to stop terrorism move forward 20 years and the patriot act is being used amends against american uh, american citizens so don't fall for the boogeyman of hey it's the people on the left hey it's the people on the right the problem here is that the government has a money printer and everybody else has to spend time and energy and work in order to earn that money while the government can make it for free that's the fundamental issue here and that is what's funding the endless wars the endless bureaucracy we must end central banking and if we can't do it from the direct front, right? Because that's going to take a lot. It's going to take a huge political movement. We have to do it by opting out entirely. Beautiful, beautiful. And this next one, uh, it's a little, a little lighter one. This one's from At Sats Tonight. He goes, "Best animated movie ever," and it's Disney's Taxation is Theft. <laughs> oh, perfectly pin on what 
Nico was just saying. Uh, and then this, we are Bitcoiners here. So this one's by our friend, the accountant, CD, CDCM99. And he goes, mine more fiat so you can stack more sats. And it's a, you know, it's a son giving you love. And he goes, again, again. Pepe in bed, mine more fiat so you can stack more sets, continue to save in freedom money. And this one is, I know you guys are feeling this and, and this is why we gotta continue to stay optimistic out here, but it's from our, from our friend, don't sell, or Don T sell and he goes, my job is bullshit, the food is bullshit, the news is bullshit, and then you get to bed and I don't have enough Bitcoin. <laughs> I feel you, bro. I feel you. And then, of course, guys, I am Optimus Field. I got to leave you with some optimism at the end of this. And it is another tweet by Rothmus. And it goes, got any fatherly advice for me? And he goes, ships don't sink because of the water around them. Ships sink because of the water that gets in them. But don't let what's happening around you get inside you and weigh you down, guys. Remember why we do what we do. Stay optimistic in the face of all this stuff because we are winning. And the only way that you do not succeed is by losing hope in the face of all this crazy stuff. And today for my meme review score, I got this koozie by the Bitcoin company that says stack sats and relax. This is the way guys, they are going completely crazy out there, but you just need to opt out and stack sats and everything else will fix itself boom for that i'm gonna give it a b uh crypto cloaks grenade toy pin and some deodorant there you go <laughs> awesome anyways i have to run opti love you guys all right close it out right. brother let's go don't let's forget go. to read the meme scores oh yeah meme scores almost forgot almost forgot let's see guys uh Give me your meme scores. Uh, there is a delay. So in the meantime, I think I'm going to plug represent. You already know we're wearing represent every single day. So before I get into the meme scores, uh, guys, these are actually comfy, comfy sweaters. I wear it every single day. Give me your scores, guys. Let's see. Let's see. What do I got here? What do I have here? I have by Rave Elevator. I give the memes one nutty buddy ice cream cone. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Sounds delicious. We got BTC pins. He goes, I give those memes some pistachio nuts. Okay. Okay. Z logic goes, I give those memes a Darth Brandon force lightning himself. Okay. Okay. Paul. <laughs> Paul gives it. I give it an ISIS Toyota with no AC. <laughs> if you know, you know. Yellow gives it a nice Nico absence. Okay, okay. And uh, let's go. We'll go with two more. Oren gives it. I'm giving yellows bathwater. Sounds disgusting. Anyways, this last one right here is by the accountant. I will give those memes a banana. <laughs> Let's go, guys. Okay, so let me figure this out. Which one is the software release? We have one software release. I'm, I'm really excited for this one. It's by our friend. So let's get into it. Bitcoin software release. Brought to you by CypherSafe. Don't be that person that stores their Bitcoin seed on paper. Paper is prone to water damage, fire damage, dog attacks, everything. Your seed could be eaten by dogs or cats, or animals if you store it on paper. You definitely want to store your seed on steel, and there's no better place to do it than the Cypher Safe. 
Get yourself a Cypher wheel or a Cypher grid today. Visit cyphersafe.io. All right, guys, today, this one's really cool. I'm, I'm really excited for this because I've known Proof of Steph for a while. She's, she's an awesome Bitcoiner. And this tweet came out this morning. So she says, I'm super excited to announce that we built a new Bitcoin peer-to-peer -peer marketplace on a mobile application for the European market. It's called Peach Bitcoin. The beta version's out. So welcome to the Bitcoin world. Peach aims to make stacking sats peer-to-peer the standard. So go check out at Peach Bitcoin and, and show them some love, guys. Show Proof of Steph some love. She's an awesome Bitcoiner. She's been putting in the work. I'm really excited to see her put out some, some you know, building. Hashtag, I am building. I am building. Anyways, guys, if you think we're providing value, go check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, and if you really love us, the Fountain App, and you can stream us some sets. Anyways, guys, I'm going to roll this one out. Uh, I think this is the first time I've done it solo. So, everyone, thank you for showing up. Shouts out to Simple Mining IO. It's been a great episode. Uh, we had uh, too much sauce this morning. I'm sure, I'm sure tomorrow's will be a little lighter. But like, subscribe, share the video. It helps us out in the algos because, you know, we need to make sure that the shit coiners out there do not take over YouTube anymore. We need to let the signal rise to the top. Anyways, guys, join us in the spaces if you want to add your two sats. And, you know, I think I have the, hold on, hold on one second. It's hard to do this all on your own. Uh, check out simplybitcoin.news. We're continuing to drop fire articles. We just dropped a, uh, you know, something that is basic and dear to my heart. Stacking Bitcoin, the Zen way. Spread this to your normie friends, your pre-coiner friends, and show them why they need to DCA. And, of course... Join our Simply Bitcoin's Telegram group. I don't remember what it is. It's like ttg.com slash Simply Bitcoin or something. I don't know. This is, this is my forte. Anyways, guys, I'll see you guys tomorrow for the weekend recap. Until then, I'll see you on the timeline, guys. See you next or see you tomorrow. Peace. Which one's the best crypto asset? Well, Bitcoin's the best crypto asset. Okay. What's the second best? There is no second best. <laughs>